We're live. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, welcome back to the Invisible FC podcast. And, um, Josh, what a weekend we had! What a weekend, off, you know, on and off the field. Oh, well, yeah, on and off the <laughs> in between. Of course, it was crazy. My body's punching um, me right now. <laughs> so I apologize if there's any any stutters, any uh, raspiness in my voice. I'll try and get through it. <laughs> you know what this weekend really treated us to on the pitch, though? What? Two seven-goal thrillers. Yeah. Uh, we had yep. Saturday morning's uh, 4-3 match between Crystal Palace and West Ham. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yesterday's 4-3 match between Liverpool and Tottenham. Oh, uh, and I, it's <clears throat> that one that we're going to settle on and then focus in a little bit. Uh Scoring started it off in the in the third minute. Curtis Jones scored on a, a magnificent ball from Trent Alexander Arnold, and followed up two minutes later, uh, Luis Diaz being Luis Diaz and and getting an assist from Cody Gakpo. Um, yeah. Salah scores uh, a penalty finally. Shocker! <laughs> a few minutes later, uh, and then Spurs knock one back before the break. Harry Kane, of course. Who else would it be? Um, this was a heck of a game. Obviously, Spurs go on to equalize and Liverpool score in the dying embers to win. Um, holy yeah. crap, what a match. I I was in there. I was watching for a good five, ten minutes, and it was 3-0 and didn't see any of the goals and then watch highlights afterwards. And I was in the room when Spurs fans were in there, and they were just head in hands, um, just looked absolutely dismal. And then they came out after his 4-3, and that was – I just could not believe what I had heard, um, and it was unbelievable. And I, I saw it, and I saw it back, and it was absolutely incredible. Absolutely what the Premier League's all about. And it was cliche to say, but it is. It truly is. Yeah, man, it was phenomenal. Um, I was really impressed uh, just with the with the amount of drama and action and mm-hmm. with the resolve of the Liverpool team to, to yeah. that winner after conceding three straight Um one thing I was not impressed by, Richarlison's back tattoos. <laughs> not great. It's not great. Yeah, but you know what? You, you've seen that. Yeah, but still, it's not great. Is yeah. It? <laughs> um, but regardless, um, one, one thing that, that really struck me about this match was the way that Tottenham – it was so consistent for them to just get out to a slow start. And they play great once they kind of find their footing and they, they work themselves into the match. But it was almost like the opposite of Arsenal, where like the first yeah. half an hour of, at Anfield, they were completely lost. And then the rest of the game, they played great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're, I think I honestly believe they're un- unlucky to leave without a point. They played really well and, and deserves to win, to notch themselves back into the match. Um, Absolutely. Hell of a game. Yeah. I mean, again, I only watched the highlights, but when I when I was seeing it, it yes, it was three nil, three one after after the Kangol, um, and so they were bound to have a bit of possession. But they seemed to build a lot of chances. How many times they hit the post? Two or three times, I think. Um, yeah, they had a lot of close ones. They had a lot of really good chances, and they yeah, they hit it twice. Um, but yeah, they they. I, I don't like to say deserve because if you don't win the match and there's no controversial reason why you don't win the match, then you don't deserve to win. Um, but they will be very close. Sure they thought there were some controversial reasons. Let's yeah, let's, let's be very clear about that because Jurgen Klopp is about to. Be I, actually, now you mention it, you're right. 
You're you're right. Yeah, he's he could be in trouble. Could be. He definitely is. Yeah. Uh, he flat out said that Paul Tierney has an agenda against Liverpool. The so, FA, the MOL, they're not going to let that fly. He's going to get right. pretty severely for that. So what do you think his punishment will be? Um, I mean, I, I would imagine he'll get a ban so, somewhat similar to um, the one that Tuchel and Conte got at the beginning. By the way, that happened this year. That happened this season. I know. Every time I hear it, I, I realize that. It's similar to the ban that, that the well, ban that Tuchel and Conte were handed at the beginning of the season yeah. uh, for their sideline clash. I, I, I think it will be very reminiscent of that. I think he'll be, he'll be suspended for a good few games. Yeah, definitely fine. Um, yeah, I, I'd imagine he's suspended for a little bit. Um, I'm guessing three match, three match ban. Mm-hmm. Do you think that could hinder uh, Liverpool's, you know, final stretch? They only have nah, five matches. I don't think so. I think Liverpool are a team who are kind of wacky and inconsistent to begin with. Mm-hmm. So there's no real rhyme or reason about the way that they either play well or play poorly. Um, I think Klopp is a manager who who does 95% of his work. Um on on the field in practice yeah you know what i mean like i i think that so much of what liverpool does as a team well is because they're well drilled they're well practiced and they work together um and those players are all i mean similarly to the way that you see other good teams like manchester city or arsenal those players all know what their job is when they step on right team. right so yeah I, yeah I don't know that it will be hugely influential i mean i'm sure it'll be tough but he'll find a way to make those those halftime adjustments and yeah. you know technology is still, still have an influence. It'll, it'll be okay. Yeah, I think I think the one thing that would worry Liverpool fans is just because his demeanor and he's he's the type of you know players and fans manager that's gonna you know rile his team up. He's gonna get uh, the boys excited, rah rah, you know that. But overall, he's a great manager because he's uh, you know he's built his team from the ground up and he's made it. He's you know he's made many of the players on this team, and he's built the system. So it, it should be, it shouldn't make a difference. But you never really know. I can't imagine it will make a massive difference. Mm-hmm. Maybe a small one, but yeah. Um, Liverpool have a very outside chance of climbing into the top four either way. Even in fifth, I mean they're so far behind. So do you think they can make it? No. Neither do I. Um, no, I, I think. I think that we're looking at a pretty solidified top four right here. Man United may pass Newcastle, but I don't think that they will. Yeah, it's crazy I, how I would bet you that that the top five that is, that are sitting there right now will be the same top five in the same order at the end. This uh, is pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I could see I could see Spurs going back to fifth. I could see Villa competing for fifth again. Um, yeah, that it's tough. It's definitely tough to see Liverpool, you know, challenging for that top four. There are seven points back, and United have a game in hand on them. Um, nine back of there's not that many points left to win. But if you look at their schedules, I mean, if if United lose to Brighton, drop points to West Ham, Wolves should be a win. But you know, maybe drop points to Chelsea and Fulham, possible. Liverpool do have a very easy remaining schedule: Fulham, Brentford, Leicester, Villa. Southampton Villa at home, mind you. So, say they win out, there's a chance. It is a, a glim. It, it's a glimmer chance. It oh, is. So Liverpool yeah. have 21 points available left, or no, they have not even 21. They have what's 15. But yeah, they have 15 points left available to them. So they the best they can finish the season on is what 71. 71 points. So United would have to have eight. They, they do have the gold. All the eight points. It, it would be United. 
would just need nine points in their final six matches. Um, yeah, that fun. feels a little far fetched. Yeah, yeah. The what they're gonna lose three, win three. Like there will be a draw in there. Yeah, no, they're gonna win. They're gonna win three. Yeah, they're good. United's good. I, I think I think the top four at least is closed off. Yeah, that's crazy though. Considering a few weeks ago we saw this and it was like an eight-team race. We were talking about Villa going into it. We we're about to talk about Brighton. Um, Low-key, Brighton could even have a better chance than Liverpool just because of that. You know, the games in hand they have. Um, well, Brighton's but, games in hand make them dangerous for Europa League. Right, right. But I don't think. I mean, they only have one game in hand. Them, man. They, yeah, they Brighton. also have a much more difficult that's schedule. Very far-fetched. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is crazy though how so suddenly that that gap can just widen and then you find that solidified top four. Just like in the relegation battle, like three weeks ago, we were saying that there were nine teams in the relegation battle, and now there are what five, Se- five realistically. There's yeah, five there teams, five teams. Bournemouth's out of it. Wolves, West Ham, they're out of it. Bournemouth is I would say. out of it for a couple weeks now. I, for me, it's it's this past week, but regardless, uh, right. Chelsea are below Crystal Palace now. I I mean this. Is, all right, all right. it's Chelsea a six team 12th. race at the bottom, including Chelsea. All right, there you go. Chelsea are twelfth. Low key though. Low key though. If they don't win another match this season, they have Arsenal, Bournemouth, Forest, City, United, Newcastle. That's the remaining schedule. Don't don't shoot the messenger. You never know. Uh, anyway, whoa, that that would um, be crazy. That would be crazy. <laughs> Regardless, um, though, um, yeah, okay. Well, this isn't a table overview. <laughs> um, what I what we do want to narrow in on really quick before we let let folks go because they're probably tired of us just this <laughs> over now is what's happening at Tottenham. You know, what I mean, I mean, because we're talking about the differences, the changes on the table, and different and different like levels. No team embodies that more than Tottenham because. Even if you were saying that, you know, the top four race even had fallen down to a three-team race, mm-hmm. it was Tottenham, Newcastle, and Man United. And now Tottenham are below Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and played one more game than them. I, I mean, this team just looks completely void of ideas and abilities at this point. I mean, they've got four matches left. They don't really stand a chance of climbing back into anything other than possibly a Europa League spot. Yeah. I mean, they're in trouble. Let's see what's wrong with Tottenham. They don't have a manager. They don't have. They they have horrible defenders. They've won two matches since February, and one of them they didn't deserve to win against Brighton. Um, I. They have no young talent. They're relying everything on a thirty-year-old, twenty-nine-year-old striker who's bound to leave. He better leave. Um, I mean, <laughs> there's a much right going for them right now. Um, yeah, they're just in a downward spiral, and and we can all see it. And I I don't see them having any direction going forward right now. They really need a big change. Yeah, you're right about that. It's a little bit crazy. It is a little bit crazy to see. And I know that in in seasons past, we've seen that top four. I mean, even last season, we've seen that top four spot decided by mere points. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was uh, it was up for decision on the final day of last season between sure. and Tottenham. Don't want to talk about that. But it's almost like there's Yeah, I, I'd shut my brain off to the possibility of that point. It's almost like there's an actual gap between the Champions League teams and everybody else this season. Those yeah. top four teams, I mean, have a pretty healthy gap on, on the next squad. Yeah. Not to say I think it just happens to be a Liverpool fans listening to this podcast that I think your team is garbage. But like 
I just think it's really fascinating to see such a big gap between Man United and Liverpool. And I, I think Liverpool, that being said, are a team that, you know, with a couple of intelligent business moves over the summer could compete again next season. Maybe not for the title, but for a trophy. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, I mean, they have the, the squads compete for the title. I mean, they are they did last year, and they signed even, you know, a lot more good players. I think the difference with Liver, between they, Liverpool and Spurs... They'll steamroll for the Europa League. Yeah, That's a oh, squad 100%. Still, still 100%. Um, I think the difference between Liverpool and Spurs, I don't think they're anything alike, just because probably neither of them will be in the Champions League next season. I think Liverpool is has just been inconsistent. They started, you know, pretty poorly. They had a few bad stretches in there. They they were not very good at home this season. I, sorry, away this season. Um, five, four, and eight away, actually. Eight defeats. Um, whereas they've been one of the best home teams in the league. So it's just inconsistency for them. But we know what they're capable of. They have the squad capable. They have the manager. They have the fans backing them. They have the ownership, um, even if Liverpool fans may say otherwise. Um, Tottenham doesn't have any of that. They really don't, um, and they're just they're in a in a hole, and it's just they're just continuing to to dig deeper into it the more they play. Yeah, I'm. I watched Tottenham, and I mean, if they can by some miracle hang on to Kane this summer, would would be a serious miracle. Let's let's be fair. That. We we call it a miracle every time, and it always yeah happens. every single so time. We call it a miracle, and you never leave. Regardless, <laughs> they it couldn't even be a miracle. Their attack in midfield is okay. They have strong players in all those areas of the pitch. It's the spine of their defense where they're incredibly weak. They need to replace a player like Eric Dyer with, and I'm going to throw a big name out there, Kyle Tamori. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, That's not a bad one. Now, now I do want to be realistic about the fact that now you're trying to peel for Kyle Tamori, a team, a man who's about to play in a Champions League semifinal. Um. Mm-hmm out of that team to a squad in Tottenham that will probably finish eighth this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to say probably, but I, I mean, I could say like it right and have three games in hand on them and Villa are playing yeah. far better football than they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very feasible to see them drop both of those teams and finish eighth. That's, yeah. no, that's no European football at all. You're not pulling a player of that caliber into the squad. And that's the kind of guy they need to fix this team. European caliber back line does not concede 15 goals in the last four Premier League matches. And um, this is what I'm saying. They remember, have to score the goals they need. Yeah. Remember the, uh, the chant that, that Tottenham fans made up last year. Um, that was like, you know, you send, you signed Ben White, we signed Christian Romero. How is that working out for them now? Christian Romero has been a horrid this season and especially lately did you see the penalty he conceded he's just so reckless and he just hasn't played well he's not marking men he's not doing anything positive he hit the post okay but he's not doing anything positive offensively or defensively he's been just utter shit i'm not gonna lie and so yeah eric dyer is probably their biggest weak uh weakness but that entire back three ben davies has never been that good and Romero is supposed to be the superstar who's holding up that back line. He's a World Cup winner. Yeah, he's done all that, but not for Tottenham. I mean, look at Richarlison, a fucking superstar for Brazil. Can't do shit for Tottenham. And, of course, he uh, he does the knee slide and takes off his shirt for the yellow card just for them to lose, which was just incredible to see. Um, also, Lloris, awful. Forster is better, but that's another story. Yeah, I, I don't know. I 
it's hard, man. It's really hard. You've got it. There's a lot of points that you can nitpick with this team, but um, the the fact of the matter is, it's going to take time and it's going to take a manager that can build identity. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to obviously get Graham Potter, although he would have been the right buy for them. Uh, versus Chelsea, I think they end up with a man like or Roberto De Zerbi. Mm-hmm. Kind of trust him too. I mean, because this Even team after his antics, they're the only, but they're the only club of their stature in a financial sort of way besides Newcastle now but Newcastle don't really count in the traditional big six that we're, we've been discussing that don't play possession based football mm. the only one that doesn't want the ball you get it we'll hit you on the counter yeah that's that's not big club mentality true that's not although how a, 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 a team that's going to compete for a champion yeah. or a, a premier league it, you can't I mean Short of you want to talk about Leicester 2015, mm-hmm. so you can't play that way and win a Premier League. Yeah, I will say Liverpool does that occasionally just because they're so good on the counter. But again, I think that's different just because they uh, they still have the ball a lot. They're just really good on the counter. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I mean, I think that's part of the heavy metal thing, right, is win the ball up front. <laughs> know football. Yep. All right, man. Well, this has been a, a good discussion of some stylistic yeah. stuff, yeah. Um, some realistic takes on – different teams lots in the premier league right now and um i hope folks will find it interesting Uh, it's been good chatting with you and uh talking soon yep absolutely all right bro really good everton